0: Welcome back to Enlighten Up. You are listening to episode 15 Negative Energy, Cord Cutting, and Astral Healing. That's right. Today, we're going to get into a little bit of dreams more towards the end of the show and how it's very possible that your higher self can heal past relationships where you may not even be in contact with that person anymore. What does that look like? How will you know if it's happening to you? We're going to talk about that later on, but before we do, we're going to get into the topic of negative energy influencing our actions and what we can do to prevent that. Not many of us out there are even aware that this is even possible. So we want to bring some awareness to you and how you can deal with that and how to maybe pick up on when that is happening. Uh, And before we jump into the episode, I just want to give everyone a heads up that we were experiencing some weird technical issues just towards the beginning for the first couple of minutes while Lisa was talking. There was some weird feedback coming through. Uh, It won't last long, so please don't don't leave us so early. I promise you it's going to get better. Uh, And it's only for a couple of minutes. So uh, without further ado, let's jump right into the episode and hear what we're all talking about hello everyone welcome back to enlighten up you're listening to episode 15 and i am here with your fabulous co-hosts michael and lisa how are you guys doing today doing well i'm doing good so um today's podcast we're gonna kick things off with a little discussion Um, about some recent events that Lisa and I have both experienced individually. And it kind of trails off of our last episode uh, where we were talking about our freaky dreams and having some weird stuff happen to us. So um, I'm going to pass the baton over to Lisa because what we want to talk to the audience about today is... When we're in a negative space, maybe we're in a bad mood, maybe we're getting angry over nothing, or maybe you're with someone who just doesn't seem to be acting like themselves, is it just them having that off day or could it be something else influencing them? And when we talk about that something else, we're gonna be talking about negative energy or entities. So Lisa and I have had some experience with this recently. So Lisa, do you want to share with the audience what you've been going through just very recently? I had a really weird
1: dream last night. It's just, it's so, it's so hard to explain dreams because, you know, they're so vivid and you wake up like, oh my God, you know, you're so wrapped up in it. And then after being awake for just a few seconds, unfortunately, sometimes they just sort of disappear. But last night, I had this strange dream that I just felt like there were like this dark negative entity trying to like infiltrate me is what it felt like. And I just kept telling, telling it, no, you can't, you're not allowed in here. Like, I'm not, I'm not allowing this go away. And it just kept, I felt like it just kept pushing and pushing down on me. And I kept pushing back and just like being really firm and telling it, no, you are not welcome here. And I woke up with just like the strangest feeling, like what the hell just happened? Like, I really felt like I was having this serious battle with something. Um, And I made myself like get out of bed and, you know, distract myself. And then I just had the inclination to grab this cross that I have that's made out of turquoise like a big necklace and I just grabbed it and held it in my hand and went back to sleep and then I felt like everything it felt like it went away like everything felt fine again Um, but I think in our last podcast we also talked about some of the the weird things when you had we talked about your dream and how at the same time that you were having your weird dream with a lady at the end of your bed that I also was having a weird dream about something, you know, warning you not to go somewhere. So it just seems like in the last couple of weeks, we've had a lot of stuff attached to us or we, you know, we have felt like there's been a lot of negative things going on. And um, fortunately Nicole and I have a psychic friend that we've been able to turn to, to help us, clear some of this stuff off of us and i mean to be perfectly honest it sounds like science fiction to me like it just some of this stuff is just i can barely wrap my head around so i'm not to say i'm the skeptic but it's all very new to me you know to be um in a position now where i'm opening myself up to this kind of stuff and i'm not really educated on it i'm and then to have, you know, psychics tell me I have things attached to me and, you know, entities have infiltrated different parts of my body and they need to be cleared off. Like, not that I don't believe it, but it just is, it's really out there.
0: Yeah. Um, Michael, what are your thoughts when you hear that?
2: <clears throat> I think you should just jump right into some things, Lisa. I'm kind of curious, like, now, <laughs> on on because it sounds like, you don't want to use the word skeptical, but, like, I almost want to hear some of the fringe things that you heard that really makes you feel like, hmm, not that you're doubting it, but, like, going, wow, that's a new one. I haven't heard that before.
1: Yeah, that's that's how I'm feeling right now. I'm feeling like, I mean, we've, Nicole and I have been, well, okay, so Nicole and I recently went to this um, meeting, it was like a, a meetup meeting and it was on, um, it was like an ET disclosure group. And so we we went there and, and the meeting was, um, it was very interesting. We met some interesting people there and um, it wasn't necessarily all about ETs, more about ETs and angels and spirituality. And it wasn't quite as far off the grid and fringe as I thought it was going to be based on... The sound of it, the description. I'm actually, you know, had a really good time and learned a lot. But I had learned through Nicole later because we'd just been having weird dreams and just different, I don't know, just like I would say I noticed it on Nicole more than I did myself that like almost like a mood had shifted. Like Nicole just didn't seem as just didn't seem like herself she didn't seem as like lighthearted and just happy and her light shining as bright as it normally had does that sound right Nicole
0: oh yeah totally
1: so I mean maybe you can interject here and just tell the audience what what you found out and kind of what happened to you which led to me also being cleared and
0: um, yeah, well, I mean, there, I have not been feeling myself, uh, for, uh, a little while, like weeks and I wasn't sure why. And it was weird. It's the, you know, I was so used to feeling a lot more love and compassion and, um, approaching things with more compassion. And I just didn't seem to have that anymore or it was like reduced I should say and I was just like
1: you're cranky and you're never cranky
0: yeah it's like cranky kind of. yeah well it was it was more than it wasn't so much like cranky it was like I just felt down you know I felt like uh like there was this dark cloud hovering over me and I just couldn't shake it and I didn't know if it was mean I didn't know Um, if it was just outside circumstance, I wasn't sure what was going on and I had been having trouble connecting in my meditations. It was, you know, some, some were okay and some weren't like some, I just was, I was struggling. And so I wasn't sure what was going on. And, um, after talking to our dear friend, um, who is probably the most psychic person I know and has an incredible knack for, being able to pick up on, uh, all kinds of energies, including the ones that are negative. And she was able to tell me that I had a few cords attached to me after I had cut several of them myself. Uh, when, and when I, we, I say cords, we're talking like energetic cords that you can't see on your body, but they're there and they're in your energetic field. So it's like they're connecting to your aura. And, um, Yes, uh, some of them were pretty hard to cut. Uh, There's some weird stuff that happened, which I'm not going to go into detail only because it's actually (laughs) self-protection for myself. Um, But it's ever since she was able to cut them for me and get rid of the cords, I have felt a lot better. And I feel like all of this love coming back in and more compassionate. And I feel like a lighter and
1: you, you look different to me. Like you look like you did, you know, a few months, like when I first met you, like you look normal again, like ha- like happy and glowing and just sparkling like the Nicole that I know, you know, not that it was so bad, you know, a couple weeks ago, but there was definitely just, you could tell there was a difference. Like, you know, you know when somebody looks like, wow, you look great. You look like so bright and shiny, and like you feel awesome. And then other times, when you see people, you're like, are you okay? Like, there's just kind of something that doesn't look or feel quite right about them. It was just kind of like that. Yeah. You seem like your six year old happy shiny self again.
0: Yeah. Well, I feel I feel different, and um, so like you know, just kind of wanted to talk about this because this is something that a lot of people aren't aware of, and. You know, it also takes um, a certain level of belief to believe that there's a potential of something that you cannot see working within your energy field. And um, so, like, okay, let me ask you this. Michael, have you dated someone? Where all of a sudden they just do a complete 180 on you on their personality and they start saying things that are really out of character and you guys get into this fight and you're not sure who that person is and it just seems like so out of character for them but you know you're just (laughs) why are you laughing (laughs) what's going on
2: (laughs) because most of the girls I date that happens about once a month
0: (laughs) oh lord
1: we're not talking PMS here. <laughs>
2: um. Uh, yeah. I mean. But. Uh, okay. My. I. I, if, I think the biggest thing, if you want to look at that uh, in, in the perspective that you guys are looking at, meaning beyond the uh, the hormonal challenges, um, I look at my marriage like that completely. Actually, I mean, it just. But it wasn't just her. It's like we both just started changing in a very negative course. Uh, and, um, and, it, and, it ha- and it had a lot of things that were out of our control. It didn't have anything to do with our how we got along or related. It had more to do with outside elements affecting that. So I'm not sure if it would go along with what you're trying to dis- discuss today, which is like someone just has a complete change of personality, like almost like they're taking over. Which is where I think you're kind of leading to. Well,
0: it can actually be both. So when, okay, if you're someone who's trying, who's maybe in a happier place, uh, you've got a lot of love building up inside of you, um, you're shining your light really brightly, you become a beacon for darker energies uh, because your light makes them very uncomfortable, uh, the, it's very hard for darker energies to coexist in light. So, <clears throat> what darker energies will sometimes do if they can't work with you directly is that they'll start working with the people around you that they can, in for lack of a better word, infiltrate. And they'll work with those people, or like so. For instance, with you and your ex-wife, it could have been like family members. Um, it could have been. Work co-workers it could have been like that way that would know that would have some influence on either one of you that would deteriorate the relationship um, yeah.
2: yeah yeah
0: so like these are things that not many people are aware could be a potentiality like it's not something that many people would would think exists um but as you start to tune in more to energy and become more aware of it, you start to pick up on subtleties and things that you haven't been able to pick up on before because either you just weren't aware of it or like, you know, one of the things is, you know, if you have a really busy lifestyle and you're constantly putting things on your plate so you don't have time to stop and think and and, and connect and be aware, then like that's like a perfect breeding ground for these energies to come in. And they can kind of influence you in ways that aren't typically what you would do had they not been influencing you.
1: You know, I just had a thought. It's... Okay. So my cats, <laughs> I just realized I was, I've been saying it the past couple of days, they were kind of funky for like a couple of weeks. It was just weird. Like, My cat, Johnny, he's like follows me around like a dog, usually. And I come home, he waits at the door, he's always sitting on my lap. And the past, like for a couple of weeks, he just like, every time I went to pet him, he would like jump and like run away, wouldn't sit with me on the couch, just wasn't really interested in being around me. And it literally just now occurred to me that since I've had um, our friend, the psychic clear these cords that I had attached to me, That, like, from that moment, they, like, have been sleeping with me all night, like, on the bed. Johnny's following me around everywhere again, letting me pet him, being super snuggly. And it just made me realize that I know that animals are more in tune to energy than we are, you know, like children are. And I just kind of wonder if they sensed something on me that I wasn't aware of that was on me. And now that it's gone, that they're more relaxed and more comfortable around me.
0: Uh that would make sense to me, but I'm sure Michael has a different opinion.
2: <laughs> no, no, keep going guys. I, I this is I want you guys to talk more because I don't want to shoot down stuff that I'm like trying to figure out where you guys are both kind of going with. <laughs> Not yet. I'll shoot you down later. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean I mean if if, if 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 I had to just like quickly summarize the topic that we're we're discussing is like you guys believe entities which could be spiritual entities and or perhaps even extraterrestrial entities or are we just talking mainly just spiritual entities that influence in a negative way our things in our lives
0: all of the above I think all I think- of the
2: above so we got aliens and ghosts coming after us
0: and, <laughs> and-
1: Other people, so... Yeah, you got to look
0: at it from an energy standpoint. It's all energy, so it doesn't really matter.
2: Okay. Then that I understand completely, because there are some serious depressive, toxic people that like to try to latch on to your happiness and take you down with them.
1: Yes. When I was first introduced to this idea of cords, which I'd never heard of, was when I had broken up with um, the guy that I was seeing before I met Brian and you know he typically not just in the relationship i had with him but when you break up with anybody you know that you've been with for a while and you've had a a connection a physical connection emotional connection obviously that's difficult you know so i was told that he had attached cords to me and that i needed to continue you know maybe like once every couple days or whatever go through this process of cutting those cords transmuting that energy you know into love and kind of sending it back to him so that he wouldn't you know be attached to me anymore and that that was how i was introduced to this idea of cord cutting which seemed pretty easy for me to understand you know you don't you're attached to someone you break up you don't want to let go of them and you know you're attaching your energy to them through your thoughts and your feelings and your, you know, visualizing being with them and remembering things that you, you know, done together and missing them and all that. And so I think that that's maybe the easiest way to kind of understand it as you start off like, okay, that makes sense. Like, you know, you love someone and you don't want to let them go and you attach yourselves to them. But that's just one way. And then, like Nicole said, all of the above to the the question that you would ask, of you know, is it ETs or whatever? But then there's this, you know, meeting that we went to, this ET disclosure meeting, where apparently some of the people in that meeting had attached things to Nicole and I. Now, that I'm not as familiar with, and I think Nicole understands it a lot better than I do, of like, how and why does that happen? Like, what is... I'm going to ask a question now, Nicole. Like, what is the purpose? Like, what is it that they're trying to do, and why are they attaching themselves to you? I can understand an ex um, lover, but it's hard for me to understand um, someone else.
0: Of... <laughs> oh, yeah. it's very simple. It's very simple. They're feeding off of your energy. And by feeding off of your energy, they reduce your energy, bringing you into a lower level or lower frequency of energy. So reducing your love frequency, reducing all of that, um, making it much easier for them to coexist and being able to feed off your energy. So it's like they these sort of attacks happen a lot to people who are working with light and trying to be of service to others and um, trying to spread more love. Uh, this is the you talk to people who do this, you'll hear a lot about, it, especially in like The spiritual community, like it's, it's a common topic, um, but it's, it's all about your energy and they're not as bright as you. They need your energy. It's not. Okay. Lower energies like these dark entities that we're talking about feed off of fear. Okay. That is their source of energy. And so they deplete yours so that you fall into lower frequencies like fear um, so that they can feed off of it more.
1: So by bringing us, dimming our light, and uh-huh. bringing us down here, it's like, well, it's what it's, we can go back to the whole matrix thing and things we've talked about numerous times about, um, you know, television and mainstream media and feeding that fear to keep us at that lo- those lower vibrations.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, okay. So here are some things that can happen to people for our audience out there who's listening. Um, if you are wondering what happens to you if a negative entity or some sort, of, and when we say entity, we're really just talking about energy in general. Okay, it could be a negative person in your life. It could be, it could be even someone who loves you but doesn't realize that they've, you know attached a cord to you and they're draining your energy. Um, This happens a lot with people who are the nurturers in in a relationship and take on and want to take care of people. Uh, But like, you know, some of the things that can happen are um, like lack of energy, Um, you know, so feeling really tired all of the time. And that's because they're depleting your resources of energy um, that you need. And that When we want to have our own personal growth and, and, you know, become better people, we need that energy to do so. Otherwise, we just, when we're tired, we don't have that will to do other things. It's almost like a little bit of a depression. Um, So you get these low self images uh, of yourself or low morale, things like that. Um, They also say that, you know, things that people can also experience are prolonged phases of depression, loneliness, fear and anxiety, Um, you know, and that's kind of like what I was kind of feeling the last few weeks or so. And just like not on a major level, but enough that it was definitely palpable for me to feel that it was different than how I usually feel. And, you know, you guys have both talked about your phases of depression and feeling like you had a black cloud kind of following you wherever. And then one day you just decided I don't want this anymore, and it's just gone. You know how it can come and go? Days, Some days were better than others? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you'll also find that, you know, if you're trying to make headway in your career or, you know, trying to, maybe it's a business you're trying to open and you just keep hitting, like, roadblock after roadblock and you just can't seem to get the success that you want, um, it could be that there's something trying to stop you, especially if you've got... A business passion that's going to serve um, many people in a positive way, uh, you know, and then also disease, like it's a huge one. Like If you're someone who has some sort of illness or um, you find yourself getting sick often, these are other ways that they are signs that you may have some sort of negative energy that's attached to you in a way and is working on you to bring you down and keep you from um, living a much more vibrant life so um, those are some of the things that I know make sense to people on how they could feel or or, um, can kind of resonate with as to um, how people can feel in their day-to-day lives and understand that you know we've all we've all been there like we've all experienced similar things in in some capacity on that level so there's more than one way to get you know, rid of these, like for
1: people who aren't, you know, don't have psychic friends and, you know, aren't going to to healers to have energy cords cut or, you know, don't know these things. I think, so, you know, I'm sure that we've been there before we were aware of this stuff and, and been able to somehow cut those cords or, you know, release ourselves from them. Yeah. So maybe if you find you're one of these people that you're really just not sure What's going on? Maybe you don't know why you feel depressed or you don't know why you can't seem to get things going or, you know, things just aren't working out for you. Maybe that's something you should think about. Maybe it's not all you. Maybe there's something attached to you or someone trying to keep you from doing those things.
0: Yeah. And I want to talk just really briefly about this is the way that they're able to work with your body and make it so that they're allowed to do this because we've talked about the law of free will before. And, um, you know, so if you don't want something, it can't happen to you. However, because we're unsuspecting of these things and we've we've been conditioned to believe that none of this stuff really exists. So it really puts a lot of people at a disadvantage um, and in a weird way, really kind of sets the um scoreboard in advantage for (laughs) the darker energies um, is that by by not believing that this could be a possibility that this is something that we as humans have to actually deal with already um, it works against us because when something bad happens like say you do something that you regret and it's really something you wouldn't normally do and you after doing it you're like oh Shit, like, why did I do that? And you start to feel really bad and you identify, you identify your actions with something you would normally do and you take it on and now you're owning what you just did, even though maybe it was something outside of you that was influencing you to do it. And you're not aware of it, so you just take it on as it must be me. And then you identify with it. And as soon as you identify with it, you have... You have allowed them to bypass the law of free will and you now are making it like it was your doing. And so that creates shame. And in that level of shame is where we get stuck and get trapped in this kind of little game, so to speak. So like that's really important. So, you know, was it that video, Michael, that I sent to you guys um, that... We'll create a link to this video in um, the show notes afterwards. Um, But there's a really good video about this topic and the guy really describes it very well um, on how he's had to endure many attacks um, from darker entities because he works so much with um, positivity and love and spreading that with um, the community and doing lots of talks and things like that and coaching that um, they're trying to attack him and bring him down so that he doesn't operate from that space. And um, so he talks about uh, this very thing about how they bypass the law of free will. Um, Michael, you watched it. I know you watched it. I, only watched.
2: I watched, yeah, I watched some of
1: it.
0: Yeah. Ooh, I. That makes sense. So once you own
1: it, once you say, oh, this must be me, I've done something to feel this way, then that is what bypasses
0: the law law of free will. And that's how they anchor into you. I see. So we
1: think, you know, like you said, with shame, we think we're somehow responsible. Like maybe our depression isn't caused from anything that we've done, but just maybe from having something attached to us. But once we feel like we're to blame and we take responsibility for that, then
0: exactly. So for instance, I had, I had um, a really disturbing dream a couple mornings ago and I didn't like what happened in it. And um, my first instinct was to feel really shitty about myself. Like, oh, how could I allow something like that to happen in my dream? Now, for some of the audience, it may be like, oh, well, it was just a dream. I don't believe that our dreams are just dreams. I believe they're we're all made up of energy and we have an energetic body. And while we sleep, that energetic body is able to do work and and healing and all of that kind of stuff and so when we dream I feel like there's more to it um but that's my my personal opinion and so when I woke up my first feeling was damn like why why did I have to do that and then I thought no no I didn't do that 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 and I just all of a sudden I saw like Oh my gosh! I was trying to be attacked in my dream to make it look like it was something I would do because I would have never done that in real life. Like never, have never done anything like it. Would never do anything, and and um, it was like upset, upsetting to me and disturbing. And so, I thought, no, this is this is them trying to work me into believing that I would do that and have that shame and identify with it, so that they can bypass my free will. And so, as soon as I realized it, all of a sudden that shame dissolved. I didn't identify with it at all and I actually was like oh okay I see what you're trying to do like no that wasn't me and um but thanks for letting me know that that's like kind of a weak spot where you can get in and try to access me because we all have our weaknesses and our weak spots like you know within our character traits where we may be more um like what's the word I'm looking for um gosh I'm having a total brain fart right now but you know there's things that we may um be more willing to do than others like uh, not as strong-willed in certain areas of our lives and like say dreaming that you were
1: um you stole something or you were a thief or you know or maybe you murdered someone or maybe you had sex with somebody like something like that yeah yeah you woke up and you were like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I just did that in my dream. I feel like, you know, maybe you're married and you dreamt that you had, you know, sex with your um, your wife's sister or, so, you know, something like that. And it, you felt a lot of shame, like, I can't believe I just dreamed that.
0: Yeah, and you feel like such a horrible person after you do it. Um, so, like, this is something to realize that there's clearly a weakness within you if those are some ways that can they can get to you which is great because what it does is it sh- tells you oh that's something i need to work on so the way i looked at it is what they showed me in my dream is like oh that's an area that i kind of want to work on for myself then but thanks thanks for showing me and um no no luck on trying to attach to this energetic body because it ain't happening and uh, i literally said it out loud <laughs> so um so like that's kind of some, one of the ways that they can work through you in your dreams um, and both you and I have been having some weird stuff happen to us in our dreams lately. That's so that
1: felt to me last night and I don't recall the dream exactly. And it wasn't like a dream that caused me shame or anything like that, but it was literally like, I felt like something was simply trying to attach themselves to me and bring, like weaken me and bring me down and saying, Oh no, this is, you know, this is what you, this is what you want. Like. And you're not strong enough to fight against me kind of thing. And and I, you know, was just having to really stand up for myself and say, no, I am. And you can just go away. I don't. I'm not allowing this to happen. Yeah. I'm not.
0: So, like, let's let's just talk about um, for our audience who's listening and was wondering, like, well, what is it I'm doing that's allowing this to happen? Like, what are the scenarios where these things can happen? Because um, it's when you are... Um, maybe in lower vibratory spaces uh, within you that you open up a door or, um, there's also this, this, uh, the fact that, you know, okay, we all have an aura, an energy aura around us, but there can be little holes and tears in our aura and that's how they can kind of seep through, which is. Um, you know, we don't we may not be aware of it, but that's how that's how they can kind of get into like we may have this really strong or we may be putting out protection, but we really need to be um, aware that sometimes there's these little tears and holes that we may not be aware of. And that's how they kind of sneak in. But on a more basic level, Michael, we talked about this in an episode like earlier on about, you know, drinking and drugs and, you know, right, going to the bars and getting intoxicated and stumbling outside and waking up the next morning going, oh my God, what did I do last night? And um, drugs and alcohol is one of the ways that they utilize um, an entryway.
1: So if you're feeling depressed, it could be that maybe at times when you were drinking or doing drugs or, you know, out, that something had attached to you. And now you're feeling that shame of like, oh, it's you know, it's me, I shouldn't drink so much, I shouldn't have, you know, had sex with that girl, that's not what I wanted to do, or, you know, something like that, and then you now own it. Uh-huh.
2: Where does your own personal responsibility stop, though? If you can blame, you can blame like almost anything that you do bad or negatively in your life with with this concept of like, oh, it wasn't my fault. Something, some sort of negative thing got attached to me. So yeah, I, mean, I no, feel like, yeah,
0: I know. But you're you're assuming though that we're making a blanket statement that this is all it can be. Well, that's
2: we're... my that's what I'm asking you. How do you decipher between the two?
0: Okay, think of it this way, Michael. If you are a non-smoker, are you going to, because and you want to have healthy lungs, are you going to go stand in an area where everyone's smoking? Like, more times than not, you're going to be someone who uh, either leaves the area or avoids that area altogether, you know? Right. Or if you're someone who really wants to be healthy, um, you're probably not going to go to a McDonald's and order, like, a Big Mac combo. Right. Mm -hmm. Because so these are ways that you're taking care of yourself and you're protecting yourself. So Mm -hmm. what we're saying is, is that, you know, for instance, if this is something that you want to maybe be more aware of and have more protection around yourself because you don't want to be influenced in a negative way, then, you know, there's some measures that you can take just to have more awareness of where the possible entryways are that they can get to you. It doesn't mean that, you know, for instance, you'll never go to a bar and have a drink or, you know, um, ha- have a glass of wine ever again. Like, it doesn't mean that. It just means that, you know, you are aware that these things, that this is an entry point, And so are you going to allow yourself to get completely intoxicated in an environment where maybe you don't know everyone? You may be a little bit more, it may be less safe, um, <laughs>
1: I think it's about more responsibility than less, too. It's not that you're shifting the blame onto, like, you're saying, you know, oh, I can just blame, you know, we can just make a blanket statement, blame It's it like off.
2: taking more responsibility of where you direct your, yeah. your energy. your right.
1: more responsibility in your, like, it's like Nicole said, you know, you're taking responsibility over your health, so you're going to to say, I'm not going to, you know, go to a McDonald's, or I'm not going to go to these, of uh, this particular event, because I know that there's going to be smoking and drinking and drugs around there. And I don't want to do that. And and you're just being more aware and more conscious of how you want to live your life and the steps that you can take to live a more joyful life. And one of them, maybe being aware that there are these types of like, there's preservatives in food, you're going to stop eating them. So okay, now you realize, okay, I just learned today that there's Actual negative energies that can attach to me. What can I do to prevent that and clear them and keep myself from them? Okay.
0: It's like it's like you know how you realized one day is like, oh my god, the media listening to like the news every day is not good for oh, me. You this last
2: weekend, this last weekend was horrible.
0: <laughs> so, I like mean, that's another fo- way. I'm a
2: huge football fan, and I'm like, oh my god, that this everything the big fiasco that happened yesterday of football and politics marrying each other it just made me want to like retch and and i feel like i feel like even that happiness of of like oh football day is being attacked
0: yeah i
1: know (laughs) totally (laughs) great way for them to get negativity out you know and everybody's watching football yesterday and
2: now everybody's even more divisive today than they were friday afternoon exactly Exactly. It's just ridiculous.
1: Yeah, and everyone's focusing on that, and it's all over every social media, and you you can't get away from it. It's like,
2: and I'm and and it, yeah, and it sucks me in, too because too, it, it freaking gets to, gets to me as well. But like I'm like, and then I started going to these websites that I used to go to back in the when I used to follow the the news. am like, oh, Michael, I gotta stop doing this. I gotta do this because it just kind of like roused me up in a very not so good way so i think that would be an entry point definitely that i need to avoid and i came close to it this weekend
1: well good job being aware yeah
2: but no i actually am more i came into this podcast thing okay because there was when when i was watching the video i was like okay i can understand his point but like how do you really know if it's just um uh something that's just in you or uh, as affecting you versus you just made m- mistake because you're human or how do you know it's not a placebo effect of cutting these cords and you just feel better because you think you, you mentally or just like what you said Lisa it's a, a placebo effect of taking a shower and washing off the depression and negativity that you feel and if it works is it a placebo effect or is it because of what you said it's really hard for I would imagine us uh, current humans or whatever to really decipher between the two
1: Energy is a real thing though i mean if we are energy you can't as as the science skeptic guy here you know you can't dispute that right
2: no I, yeah i can't dispute that yeah, correct
1: okay so that we're energy so to,
2: to now, sp- now now what I, where i get a little bit like uh can't dispute it unless it gets towards the fringe is like it, that's where you know the whole idea of of uh raising your vibrations versus lowering your vibrations is the equivalent of like, you know, if if you're raising the vibrations of your energy, is it uh, um, a phrase we're saying or are we literally increasing the vibrational rate of our molecules or whatever uh, versus lowering them?
1: I think, and I believe that that's been proven through, um, you know, some of those tests they do like with water, you know,
2: those, I've been disproven though, Lisa, at least on many of the articles that I wrote, or not wrote, <laughs> uh, saw, I saw, like, they, are you talking about when they freeze the little light crystals when, or the ice crystals? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, and then I saw a whole completely th- uh, article about how it's disproven from scientists. This is where it gets difficult when we have an open world to anybody's point of view and anybody can put the word science on top of their, science and proven on top of their article and <laughs> it's far from it. You know what I mean? So it's really hard for myself to make sure I'm listening to truth. And I think for a lot of people in this world, especially now that we're exposed to everybody's point of view uh, and opinion on um, deciphering what is true and what is not true now. And it's like you, when you're second guessing science itself and you're second guessing things that you learn in, in, in the 12th grade and things you learn in college, it, it gets really hard to believe a lot of things.
1: Well, I don't know. It just seems so obvious <laughs> that you know there's negative it, to issues.
2: people. It seems so obvious that global warming is man-made. Not to me, you know. It's like it's like there's a lot of uh there there's a lot of things that people <laughs> say it was obvious.
1: Well, I just mean as far as like moods go, like when you're around somebody that's negative and depressing, don't you feel more negative and depressed? And when you're absolutely.
2: Like, absolutely
1: it is happy and smiling and like there's those people that you just always want to be around because they make you feel good
2: absolutely that i believe i i understand completely i'm just not sure if it has anything to do with the literal physics of vibration
1: or energy you don't think okay
2: no i mean I, but like it could be like you know you're in a good mood so you're putting me in a good mood you're in a bad mood you're putting me in a bad mood things like that now how does
1: it, that happens scientifically why does that happen
2: because you're trying to, I'm, I can't answer scientifically.
1: It's a mood. I, mean, I can I energy. So when you're in the shower and you're washing that stuff off, I believe you know if you're visualizing that and you're imagining that that you're actually doing something. Just because we can't see it doesn't make it so. I mean, it was only a few short years ago that who would have ever imagined that there was like Wi-Fi possible? Like what the fuck is that? That's not possible. Like there's not something that can that I can't see, you know, that's not an actual wire.
2: <laughs> and I just read an article that that's right? killing us.
1: <laughs> that's
2: what? Wi-Fi and all the Wi-Fi waves are apparently killing us too now. I'm like, God, you can't get, you can't be safe from anything now.
0: Well, it's because of the, yeah, it's the, the EMF waves. So, okay, listen. goes <laughs>
2: like, yeah, of
1: course.
0: We talked about this in uh, episode three where, you know, we talked about Hawkins and the book Power Versus Force and how, you know, they've been able to test certain emotions resonate at a certain frequency, okay? And that's testing energy. So if fear resonates at the level of 100, okay, and joy resonates at the level of 540, I believe it is, um, then, you know, that's a huge leap in, in frequency jump. So it, it's, you know, and, and that's based in science. So, I mean, there are a lot of studies out there that disprove certain things that they don't want people to believe in. I mean, I we could talk about the whole autism and vaccine thing, you know, like explain to to all the parents who have children who get a vaccine and then the very next day their children are completely different and can't function their brain functions is, is deteriorated completely their bodies can't function the same way and you're to tell those parents that um autism isn't related to vaccines you know like <laughs> sure you you're, the CDC can put out tons of studies that have been funded funded by them and all of the the lobbyists that don't want the vaccines to be stopped you know to make these reports to pay off scientists to produce results that are in their favor and unfortunately That's the problem with science in the sense that, you know, when you bring in the politics and everything behind it, everything gets dirty. Everything gets like, you know, wishy-washy and and, and no one knows what to believe, you know, because and it's like this whole weather thing, the global warming, you know, you have scientists that say, yes, it is, you know, it's all due to the human carbon footprint and we need to reduce our carbon footprint. And then you have scientists who say, well, yeah, humans do have a carbon footprint, um, but it's not at the rate that uh, the you know, that these studies are showing that we're doing. And so you have two different groups of scientists saying very different things. Who are you supposed to believe? And it's like you kind of have to follow the money I think, trail. I, I think
2: that's what the, the problem I'm trying to address here. It's not like I'm trying to sit there and go, I don't believe what you guys got ha, are saying when it comes to the vibration rates at you know, different when you're sad versus happy or whatever. I'm just saying it's really hard in our current world to prove anything.
0: No, I know. I completely
2: agree. So it's like you kind of have to, like, if you're going to believe in something and if it's helping you and become a happier person in your life and it's working, go for it.
0: Not That's just, why
2: it's like for the both of you guys, if it's working, go for it. If if I want to just say, you know what, Lisa, I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to believe what you, you told me and I do it and it and it seems to work for for me, then I'm like, dang, go for it. And I might give the same advice to somebody else who may need that in the future.
0: Did you, you know?
1: Try, by the way. Have you
2: tried it yet? Yeah, no, I did. I mean, I've been doing a lot better um, uh, ever since our last podcast, and yeah. and and uh, you know, and and the, you know, the shower was 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 fine, and and but I think you two, just because you're two really good close friends with me, and me opening up to nobody else but you two after after hours, which all of a sudden became open to everybody else in the podcast world. <laughs> uh, I think that just, you know, expressing those things and talking about those things and hearing your guys' love and support back really helps too. So if you're going to say this has to do with a lot of vibrations, then I would imagine if you two exist and help me, that means there's two people out there that could do the opposite of what you two do.
1: Exactly. and And let's just, You know, for our audience, I think, because, you know, we've talked about this and maybe there's people saying, "Okay, that might be true for me. I haven't been feeling greater. You know, I'm normally such a happy person and I just haven't been feeling good lately. So, Nicole, what would you suggest to those people if they want to try to cut these cords themselves?
0: Um, so you can use Archangel Michael's, um, sword, um, Uh, blue sword and uh, imagine yourself or him um, cutting the cords uh, on your body. Now, for most people, they're going to be like, I don't even know where these cords are. I can't see them. I can't feel them. Like, how do I even know if I'm doing this right? So if you're someone who's just really beginning out in this, this is going to this is just going to be one of those like trial and error and kind of have to believe it a little bit um in order for it to work because the intention really has to be there but you know I think why don't we leave a link to that article that you and I were reading about the cord cutting because it was really really great and simple it was yeah like, I love
1: like imagine yourself as that you know hands on a clock kind of thing and it the sword ticking around like the clock and just cut I, I really like it I thought it was a great a great visual and and something that people could easily follow. So yeah, yeah, let's leave that link.
0: Okay. So we're going to leave that link in the show notes. So for anyone who is interested um, in this and thinks that this might be a possible, um, possible thing that's going on in your life or your body or energy field, then we'll leave that in the notes. But um, also understand that you may need to call in some help. You may need to go see um, a healing practitioner, some, an energy worker, someone who is, versed in working with this kind of stuff cord cutting closing portals that sort of thing so um i I would also suggest that if this is something that's been prevalent in your life for a while like you've been really feeling low you've been feeling kind of drained on energy or something in your life just keeps falling apart like you try really hard to make it work and it just keeps falling apart whether it be a relationship a business a project you know whatever it is um Or maybe even it's just, you know, you're trying to get healthier, um, but just every, you just keep self-sabotaging yourself, you know, maybe there's something else going on that you're not aware of. And so you may at that point want to maybe call in someone who's um, a little bit more versed in this area and has the skills and the gifts to do this. And um, I mean, Lisa and I, you know, we can cut some of our cords, but we both know that there's some that have were just too much for us we didn't like they took some some serious skills from our friend to um disintegrate and uh it wasn't even easy for her at first because some weird stuff happened when she tried to cut them and so you know it's it's kind of one of those things where we definitely want to give you the tools so that you can try it by yourself but if you do feel this is something that's kind of a little bit more prevalent in your life and you've been dealing with it a longer than um i would suggest to seek someone out in the alternative health field energy field uh, working field someone who could maybe help you and assist you
1: and you can always email us at info and lighten us um if you want to you know a recommendation of the people that nicole and i use so yeah we can you know vouch that they're good and they're not crooks and they're for real (laughs) so yeah we know personally so So, yes but I definitely felt after my cords were cut and I really didn't realize you know any of that stuff until you know Nicole had mentioned it to me that that was something that she thought had happened to her and I was like you know maybe there's that stuff attached to me as well, and I definitely felt lighter, like just almost like that relief, like something had been lifted from me. And I wasn't feeling really depressed or or anything, but I was having strange, I was having strange dreams, and my cats were not paying as much attention to me, <laughs> which I always a clear think.
0: sign. Always a clear sign.
1: It didn't connect <laughs> that at all. It just no, That just didn't. I didn't anything of it till just today when I was like, maybe that's why they're suddenly normal again.
0: Yeah. And this isn't to like, like you brought up, Michael, this isn't about um, shifting the blame or responsibility onto something else other than yourself. It's just understanding that maybe you're trying everything you can and nothing just seems to be working. You just can't figure it out. You know, maybe there is something else working against you and um, you know, like, this I now know that this stuff really exists and Lisa does and
1: um, I think it's like realizing like okay I just don't feel good I haven't felt good for a long time and then you know you go to the doctor and they say you know what let's you know let's take a blood test or whatever and then you realize that maybe you're allergic to soy or you have you know gluten allergy or something and then once you get gluten or soy out of your diet suddenly you feel great you know it's something like that like you just maybe it was just something you'd never thought of before, but now that you dig into it and you realize, Oh my gosh, this could be something this, maybe this is the reason I haven't been feeling well. Not that you're trying to blame it. Like my life sucks because of soy. Maybe you just, well, didn't-
2: I, I guess, I guess the reason, one of the reasons why I asked too, Lisa was when I watched the video that, that Nicole is referring to that she'll post about, um, the man that was speaking. He was, he was literally saying when he was a child, um, at eight years old, something like took over him to basically torture a little kitten that he had, and he said he like he had no control. He was sitting there with tears streaming down his eyes, but he had no control as he was torturing this poor little kitten. And is it his fault or is it the fault of this um, negative entity that that he was referring to? Uh, and If that's the case, how does that relate to our lives? For example, has anything happened in your guys' life where you felt pretty much out of control and like something or something was like taking over your reaction or action or mood or whatever?
1: I think when when I was younger and drinking a lot, I you know I think that that's maybe the clearest example of just you know doing things that I just didn't necessarily want to do, and, like, asking myself, why do you just keep doing the same thing over and over again? And, um, you know, so maybe that was the answer, you know, because, you know, when I was drinking, maybe things had, had entered me, and I continued to do things that I didn't really want in my life. But I, you know,
2: the first thing to do in those... Yeah, I mean, I definitely, li- believe, or I definitely like that theory, too, because... On those on the the times in my lives where I did go blackout and people the next day were telling me what I did, I'm like that doesn't sound like me at all. That's not why. Why would I do something like that? There's nothing in my normal sober conscious that ever would think that or say that or do that, you know. And so that would be an easy, yeah, definitely an easy way to relate, to, probably for our audience too.
1: And then that same thing that Nicole was talking about happens, where you have that shame, like. Oh my gosh! Maybe that's who I really am as a person. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Then yeah, yeah. You know, then you're as lucky. You just can't remember anything. <laughs> no, like, but I, but I know. But what, when I watched the video that that Nicole uh, sent to us, it's like I had an experience like that in my childhood too, I guess. And, oh, maybe. and whereas, like something like. Because I didn't drink when I was a child, obviously, so I can't blame it on alcohol. So it's like, okay, that wasn't me. Why did I do that? That, in fact, I don't even know what was making me do that. Um, everybody's alive. I didn't murder anybody, so don't worry about that. <laughs> what
0: did you do? You uh, can come clean. Uh, I'm, not
2: gonna, no, I'm not. I'm not going to talk about that on on this episode. Uh, <laughs> but it was something that, like, I just felt still to this day shame. And I was probably maybe 11 years old at the time.
1: Well, I got drunk when I was 10. So (laughs) you can drink when you're a kid.
2: Wow. I have no idea what that would be like for a child to be a drunk 10-year-old. My goodness. Yeah. Anyway, without me, Nicole, did anything like that ever happen when you were young?
0: Yep. Yep. I wasn't drinking. And I did something that even to this day, I just shudder at. And I'm like, how could I have done that? And yeah, um, and do you feel
2: like children are more like um, uh, vulnerable?
0: Yeah, because you know, children are such bright lights, you know, they're still like in that energy of love because they're, they're, they're not programmed yet by all the fear conditioning and you know, the separation and all that, that we go through as we get older through society and all other forms. And, um, so yeah, so children are easy targets, uh, uh, for that. And, and especially because children are so, um,
1: Innocent.
0: yeah, exactly. Well,
2: it's funny you say, <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, I've been hanging out with my friends who have, uh, children and, and infant children too, uh, these on the weekends. And, They are, of course, some of the happiest, smiliest people in the world because they don't learn to frown first. You don't see kids learning how to frown. I mean, you can't count crying, but frown instead of instead are like smiley, happy babies. But I'm always curious, like, okay, what if the parents just kept frowning at them? Would they become frowners instead of smiley, happy babies? Or are they just naturally very happy and joyous when they're young, which I which is what I believe. So bright lights which i probably go over on the weekends and get my gasoline for the week on um, <laughs> being happy too.
0: <laughs> see, you know where to get your source of energy. Uh, I do from. subconsciously,
2: but now like when we're talking about it out loud, now things will make a lot more sense.
0: Yeah, so like, you know, that's what we're kind of talking about is that, you know, there's this whole level of possibility that so many people aren't aware of on an energetic level because it's not something we see Um and so like now that we've kind of talked about some of the possibilities, it's just to bring some awareness to, you know, being responsible with where you're putting yourself into energetically. So are you going to hang around negative people? No, because likely you're going to get drawn back down into a negative um, field of energy and it's going to affect how you feel, the way you think, the, you know, the choices you make. Uh, you know, and so you don't want to go there. So you don't like to hang around negative people. But, you know, you do want to hang around positive people because you just feel so good. And it's like a little bit Absolutely. of an energy boost,
1: yeah. you know.
0: And yeah. so it's kind of like understanding that and being able to perceive the different outside situations that could be lending you into a situation that opens you up to being brought down. And just for the sake for our audience who's listening, just think of it as negative energy. That's it. You know, like it's just negative energy that's kind of attaching to you. And it could really and for the most part, it's usually people, you know, and it's not that they're trying to bring you down. It's not like they're even conscious that they're doing it. This just tends to happen. Like, for instance, two people in an intimate relationship whether it's, you know, monogamous or not. If you've had sex with someone, you instantly create an energy cord between you two, whether you believe it or not, you know, and and it's, it's just now you've got this, now you're connected to that person. It could be, it could have been a one night stand and you don't even know who that person is on like an emotional level. And maybe they're like really depressing and just have the shittiest outlook on life. And, you know, after you've, you've slept with them and, you know, a couple of weeks goes by and you're like, why am I feeling so crappy? Good chance that uh, they're taking your energy. Good chance.
2: <laughs> yeah, so you got something more to worry about than an STD.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scary, like
2: an energetic STD. Exactly. (laughs) An energetic
1: STD, we need to
0: coin that term. Soul stink. (laughs) Yeah, or, you know, think about it like, you know, family members. Oh my gosh, how often and how many of us have had ridiculous blowouts with a family member? You know, like that almost instantly creates an energy cord and that person maybe just like be hating on you and like have attached that cord to you, not because they want to hurt you, but just because they're so angry and they're just so upset and this energy just gets attached to you. And now like you're receiving it even through this energy cord. And now anything that they think or feel you're going to be feeling and vice versa, they're going to be feeling from you. So maybe you're the person who's the more kind of positive, trying to, trying to like work things out. Well, they're going to start taking that energy from you and you're going to realize like, how come I just can't work this out? How come I just don't want to resolve this, this like right now? I usually do. And like, that's another way. So, um, you know, or or maybe you're the one who's like throwing the hate over to someone and you're now taking their energy like we've all been, you know, prone well, to that.
2: Th- th- we all have heard the phrase misery loves company.
0: Yes. <laughs>
2: and that's kind of like what this is reminding me of. And and I've had friends and, and coworkers and colleagues that I, I when they call me up, call me up I'm like I ain't going to answer that phone. No way. Because I know exactly what's on the other line and that's just going to put me in a funk for the rest of the day.
1: I realized when I worked with, um, one of our friends that does, um, clearing and Akashic records and things that she said I had a cord attached to me from someone, um, from high school. Like I had, you know, done something that, that I regret to someone who I was a friend with in high school, you know, just stupid teenager stuff. And it really, really hurt her feelings. And, she had attached this blame cord to me, you know, because it it really affected her. And, you know, uh, the the person who did the clearance said, you know, she's going to feel a lot better and so are you once we clear this cord. You know, where you just can finally just let something go. And I think it's funny, you know, Nicole, you were talking about dreams and how you believe there's really more reality, to the dream and just a dream which I do believe as well like I believe it's our higher self acting things out and, and trying to teach us things but I over the years have dreamed about this girl so many times and just like the kind of the same dream over and over and once I realized there was a cord attached that explained it to me like and she hasn't really been in my dream since um, that there was something to be said for that that we were you, you
2: didn't have to like look her up and apologize or something like that. Um, <laughs> you just cut the cord and said, "Okay, now she's on her own."
1: No, I mean, I, I've actually tried to be like friends with her. I, you know, I don't have her contact information, but you know, found her on Facebook and have tried to be friends with her, and she hasn't accepted any of my friend requests. But I would most certainly send her, yeah. you know, apology and and because I really can't, I've done that. Um, you know, through, I've done that mentally, you know, while meditating, I've sent her, you know, love, and I've sent her my apologies, and, and, you know, asked her for forgiveness, and, um, you know, and I think that that's, that can be just as effective as doing it in person, and, and, you know, when I have difficult relationships with, with someone, I, um, you know, in my past, or whatever, maybe we're not communicating now, I do, I've been working on that for the, you know, almost a year now or so where I try to think of these people and just send them, send them love and, you know, forgiveness and try to develop a relationship mentally with them that is more positive. And I truly believe that that, you know, my higher self is working with their higher self and that, you know, on some level that there is um, there is something something happening there is forgiveness and there is a release there so i think that we don't realize that we don't have to be in the same room or talking on the phone with someone to be able to send them love and and forgiveness i do it on you know a, a few times a week i send my children who don't you know live near me i send them you know it's like praying for them i send them good love and energy and you know, happy thoughts and wish them well. And I believe that I am connecting with them and that they do somehow feel that.
2: I like that because there's probably a few, a few, a few times I need to do that for a few people I knew in high school myself.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And it makes you feel better. Like if you can't pick up the phone and call them and say, you know, I really just wish I could say, I'm sorry to this person. You know, I was a a teenager. We were young or I was drunk. I don't know what what it is about those
2: teenage years, but man, like kids and kids actually not just teenagers uh you know we we always talk like they can be the the most evilest thing sometimes to yourself you know uh, like beyond the bullies and things like that it's like there's also a lot of um attacking that happens when we're young that's for sure
1: yeah and i would you know encourage anyone to if, if it's playing over in your mind that you just you wish you could make peace with someone or or maybe it's someone you're really close to like a parent, you know, and you're not speaking or, um, or an ex spouse, you know, my ex spouse won't, you know, speak to me. And I've had to do all my work with him, um, energetically and in my mind and, and, you know, just send him forgiveness and send him, send him love. And I, I feel that it's working through my dreams because my dreams and my interaction with him in my dreams has changed over the course of the past two and a half years to now when I dream about him, we have a actually really great relationship. And he's, you know, I respect him as the father of my children. And there's no discourse. We're not arguing or fighting anymore in my dreams. And I feel like our higher selves have worked it out because he won't allow me to communicate with him on this plane. And or he's not, you know, ready or open for it. So I think that that's, if it's helpful. Yeah, you know, gonna...
0: that's, that's actually a really cool point to bring up, like for the audience listening, that if you have dreams with people that, you know, um, whether you're, whether you're not talking to them or you are talking to them, but maybe there's been an issue that's arisen and, and it's there's conflict that, Oftentimes in your dreams, it is your higher selves trying to get your attention and be like, hey, we're trying to work on this up here so that you guys can come together down there on the actual earth plane to resolve this. So we're trying to get some of the work done up here on the energetic level so it'll manifest down for you on the, the earth plane. And I, I've experienced the same thing as you, Lisa, with um, an, an old girlfriend of mine who we were like best friends and you know, the dreams were just not good, you know, and then all of a sudden, after I started sending lots of love and all of that, the dreams change. And now we kind of hang out and catch up in our dreams together in my dream now. And um, makes me wonder if uh, we'll ever be coming together soon on the physical plane uh, to initiate that. But if not, it's okay, because on the energetic level is what matters the most, you know, like that's been the clearings happening up there. So, Um, you know, for anyone who's got dreams and you're wondering, you know, my father had this same thing happen where someone um, very close to us, you know, came to him in a dream and there was some conflict between the two of them. And it was like they were trying to, it was like they were trying to communicate, like open up the communication between them two. And he called me and he's like, Nicole, do you think, do you think that's like a message that I should reach out to this person? And you know, like, I feel like that's what I'm supposed to do. And and I said, yeah, dad, like, that is. It's it's your higher self. And he's like, yeah. He goes, that's your what I was coming, feeling.
2: Your dad's reaching out to you now. or That's good.
0: No, it's so cool. It's so cool. Yeah. Like, I, I can't – I'm actually going to be doing some videos with my dad when I get home to Canada. <laughs> and I'm going to be putting them on my YouTube channel because I want to interview him on, like um, – because he used, yeah, to, maybe he used to be f- a non-believer.
2: You have a good story with your father, the last, especially in your last trip. Yeah. I hope you get to tell it to people in the future.
0: Yeah, no, and I And I'm actually going to do some videos because he, like, for the listening audience, my dad was a non-believer. He thought it was all, like, you know, just c- cuckoo stuff, right? And uh, he now, after having an, an experience, uh, which is usually what happens, is that you kind of have to have an experience to kind of believe, exactly. yeah, like, you know, what you're kind of hoping for, Michael. <laughs> and uh, now I'm
2: actually I'm actually jealous of your father.
1: <laughs> and Not yeah, you, but it's your energy. I believe that your energy and being home for the, you know, the three months that you were home over the summer or whatever it was that I think had a really large impact on him. Not you didn't influence him, you know, verbally or anything, but just your energy and being in the same house with him, I think really had an impact on him. And that's, you know, exactly what we're talking about here. Like your positive energy stuck to him. And I think it, it made a big difference.
0: Yeah. Cause I never, I never pushed anything on my dad. You know, he was he was the one who kept asking me questions and I would just kind of throw him an answer thinking like, oh, gosh, I I was thinking he was getting ready to make fun of me. You know, when he was setting, he was setting me up to like actually make fun of me. I didn't think he was actually seriously inquiring about some of the stuff he was inquiring about. And um, it kind of like it, like shocked me in a really good way when I realized, oh, wow, he's actually interested. And um Yeah. And then he had the experience and that's when everything changed for him. And uh, now he's a believer and he's like, he goes, I can't deny it. He goes, I know what I felt. I know what I saw and it was real. And so it's kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, what do you do? (laughs) You know, you just know for yourself and it doesn't matter. Anyone can tell you differently, but you know what you felt and you saw. So Um,
1: and your um, mom is actually, I feel like, just based off the few things like she's she's at least cracked the door open, you know? Yeah,
0: my mom is actually a big listener to our show. She loves it. <laughs> she's Mrs. Well, <laughs> yeah. So a little shout out to my mom. I hope you're listening. Um but yeah, she loves our show. She feels like she knows you both already, even though she hasn't met you in person. Can't and can't wait to meet um, you. Yeah. So but um yeah so I think that's good. I hope the audience is able to get some some insight out of that or maybe some ideas of other things that could be going on in your life other than you know what is within your responsibility and your own actions and choices um you know because there's these things like we're not we're not taught this stuff and so you learn through outside sources and awareness and we have to I feel like once you do become aware, it's your duty to help expand that awareness to others and not necessarily push it on them. And that's why we're doing the podcast. So anyone who's listening, you have the total right to shut this off at any point. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think it's a kind of our duty to share what we know. Through I would our own say we could
2: also, I would love if anybody doesn't agree or really has uh, wants to challenge us, because I mean, sometimes I'm on the pressure of like having to challenge it right write to us too
0: yeah yeah yeah. emails yeah we'd love we'd love to read your responses here on the show and you don't have to give us your full name if you don't want to put your full name on the air like we won't we won't do that to you but um you know so
2: so so mrs frolic if you have something you want to say you want (laughs) want to say anonymous go for it
0: (laughs) yeah so send any inquiries or um uh thoughts uh, anything that you may want to contest that we've said, you can send that into our email info at enlightenup.us. Or
1: if you have any experiences that are in line with what we've saying, yeah, that yeah. you could share, we would love to be able to share that, you know, with our audience. So the more interaction, the better.
0: Yeah, we'd love to share other experiences, and um, you know, if you want some insight into your experiences, we're happy to share our thoughts on it. So send anything in. And, um, I don't know, I think that's good for today. What do you guys, do you guys have any other thoughts on this topic or?
1: I have one thing we had talked about, Nicole, about, um, dream analysis and that about doing a show, um, we did that, that show with Jim Dietrichs, yes, yes, and he analyzes dreams and we talked about having our audience maybe. Um, email us with a dream that they would like interpreted and we would see if you know jim could interpret that and maybe get it on the air that's something else that we've we've talked about
0: yeah because jim said that he'd love to come back on the show when we talked about him possibly doing this so uh just problem
2: is you just gotta write down your damn dream (laughs) after you wake up
0: yeah
1: well, you know, what I try to use the, the recording app on my phone, yes, you know, but it's so foggy and I can't write or find the light. But I can grab my cell phone and hit record and I'll just like mumble out my dream. Yeah, I've sometime. done that
0: too. That's really helpful. So, yeah. okay, so let's set that up then because that's definitely going to be one of our upcoming episodes soon. Um, but we want to give the audience enough time to get us some of your dreams in. And what we'll do is we'll pick um should we pick three dreams or two dreams
1: well we'll see how much time we have how's that yeah two or three. okay we'll pick two yeah, or i three. mean he might
2: be he might be able to pretty much instantly say something real quick about it and what it means yeah so, so i so say we just do a certain time frame and try to you know come up you know come yeah, up with a top a 10 list cool. or whatever
0: okay so send us in your dreams um, and we will So send them into our email info at and And within the next couple of weeks, we're going to we're going to record that episode and get it out. And we'll share this whole concept of dream analysis. How do you give me give some pointers on how you can analyze your own dreams in the future. And a couple of you will get an actual dream analysis done on the air, which is kind of cool and um yeah so we'll have jim back on and he was in episode seven and he was just great (laughs) he's just got a lot of stuff to share with us and it's really and he analyzed
1: a dream for you since then
0: didn't he oh yeah he analyzed a dream for me he analyzed a dream for another one of our friends too and it was pretty interesting um so very helpful yeah well great i think that's a cut all right, everyone. Well, thanks for joining us again today. We love having you here with us. If you like this episode, please subscribe to us in iTunes and perhaps leave leave us a great review if you, you so choose to do so, um, or a rating. And uh, if you want to find any more information out about us, you can go to enlightenup.us. And, of course, follow us on all social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And uh, I'm going to leave all the links in the show notes below to everything that we discussed so that you can do some further reading and um, see how it sits with you, if it resonates or not, and just give you the more information on the cord cutting so that you can maybe start doing that for yourself. So that's it for today. Lisa and Michael, thanks for being here, and we will uh, catch you guys all next week.
1: Sounds great. Bye.
0: Bye.